after a down year, Chargers cornerback Michael Davis is looking to have a bounce back season now that he's eliminated the distractions that held him back in 2021. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons now. We're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But David, I wanted to start today by really rewarding some vulnerability shown by Chargers cornerback Michael Davis, who admitted and took accountability, I think, for letting things off the field affect his play on the field in 2021 and really commiserating with that. Michael Davis wasn't good enough last year. He knows it. I don't really take it as an excuse, but we'll talk about kind of what that means for him and what is going to happen with him going forward. But I also want to talk about the Chargers practice today that I got to go to getting a little bit chippy, led by Sebastian Joseph Day, who has brought a different energy to this Chargers defense for sure, but JT Woods was also getting really physical. And in short yardage drills today, Xander Horvath was getting very physical. You do not want to get in that guy's way on a full back dive. I can promise you that. But David, this is an interesting thing that happened with the Chargers. I thought the story was going to be Michael Davis getting a lot of first team reps at practice today. But after practice, he went and talked with the media and really opened up about some things that he feels like affected his play in 2021, right? Obviously, he was going into a new defense, and a lot of things played a factor in it, I'm sure. But this is what he had to say. Last year for me was a year with a lot of distractions on the field and also off the field. I think that came into play in my game. Like, inconsistency, I think we're past that. Effort, I think it's all about the effort this year. You have to have effort, David. This is not – the NFL is not a place where you can go half effort and get the job done. And Michael Davis knows – that he didn't play well enough last season and he's paid for it so far. He's been demoted to the second string defense so far during Chargers training camp, but that's a really, really tough thing to, uh, you know, show the media to show the public to really allow people into your life and let them see into, you know, what held him back in 2021 in his eyes. Yeah. I mean, and he even admitted saying, Hey, like I I didn't really fully understand the scheme too. I was still learning that. And that was also a really big reason. I mean, Hey, imagine you trying to get into a new job and you, you not understanding all the tasks that you need to be able to perform to be successful. Just imagine that how uncomfortable that would be and and how much that would suck. I mean, everyone wants to do their best. Everyone's everyone wants to step in and be able to perform and do everything that they're asked of. But, you know, that that was a situation that Michael Davis was experiencing. He was still trying to learn a new defense that, like I have said many times on this show, is notoriously very, very complex and very difficult and very, very different from the defense that he played in when he was playing with Gus Bradley. Yeah, and he talked about Gus Bradley, you know, it was a more singular focus. He didn't have to worry as much about what other people were doing. But what he's talking about here, according to him, is something that happened with him and an ex-girlfriend. He said, distractions in my personal life, my previous girlfriend, whatever happens off the field comes onto the field and vice versa. I just think the last year is filled with distractions. This year, I'm able to eliminate all the distractions and go back to being myself. 
the way I was before last season, we're going up from here. And I mean, that's a great way to look at it. It's a great positive way to look at it. And I mean, I think what outraged a lot of people was them seeing this as an excuse. But to me, it does just seem like accountability. Like he's telling you, hey, I let that distract me last season. And you can be upset with that. I mean, everyone was already upset with his poor play in 2021 anyways, right? He's already being punished this year. He already lost his starting job and is scrapping and clawing to get it back. And I just think I can't comment on his personal relationship. I don't know what happens in his love life, nor do I want to, or nor does he have to make that public any more than he already has, right, on social media or wherever. I'm not going to pretend to know how much it hurts if you break up, right, and have that relationship end or anything like that. He knows it has to be better, though, and I think that's what this is. This is, is someone growing up kind of in front of our eyes and saying, hey, I let that get the best of me. Now I've eliminated the distractions and I think hopefully learned a lesson, you know, hey, some things have to stay on the field, but that's so much easier said than done. It is. It's incredibly difficult to be able to separate what's going on in your personal life from what you need to do in your professional setting. I've been married almost nine years, a long, long time. And I got married very, very young. And it took me a long, long time to be able to understand not only the importance of separating your personal life and your work life, but how much it can drastically affect your ability to be a, you know, a top performer, which we all want to be. When those things off the field are going on, you can't process anything else that's going on in your life. You want to be able to fix the problem. You want to be able to get out of that hurt cycle. It is debilitating. You just can't think of anything else. So the fact that Michael Davis has got has been able to get rid of that distraction, to be able to get out of that hurt cycle and be able to focus 100% back on football, that is going to help his performance. Now that his mind is clear, he's healthy, and he's ready, and he, he's excited to get back out here and show everybody what he is capable of and who he is. Yeah, and props to him again for going out there and putting himself out there that way, right? Because you know people were ripping him on social media, Absolutely. whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm sure knew some of that was coming. And he's the only one that can fix it now, right? He has to make up for what he didn't do last season. And that's on him now and what he's going to do on the field. He is saying that he's understanding the defense more. And at least with Derwin James out with guys like Mark Webb out, he has found another role on the Chargers defense and got a lot of first team reps today just on the outside playing cornerback in place of Asante Samuel Jr. But that's playing that dime linebacker role, that money position in Brandon Staley's defense. Which, David, it makes sense because he is a bigger cornerback. I mean, he fits the physical profile that way. But he's also a guy that's missed a ton of tackles, right? And has had some problem with physicality. So I I like that they're trying to find different ways to use him because we understand that his skill set is one and he has the size and speed that you want on the field. Yeah. But that is going to be a a big, you know, step that he's going to have to take if he's going to try to man a position like that. Yeah, and and I think we saw a little bit of it last year when they brought him in the slot to be able to cover the bigger tight ends that you're going to see in the AFC West. Guys like Travis Kelsey, guys like Darren Waller, guys that are true menaces on the offensive side. And, you know, you want to have a guy that has that size and that speed and that length to be able to match up at least physically with that opposing receiver that you're trying to cover. Because, I mean, Darren Waller and, and Travis Kelsey are tight ends but they're really just phenomenal receivers and they have great speed. So you want to be able to match up and have a guy that has the physical attributes to be able to match up. Michael Davis definitely has that. So if he can get in here in those situations and be able to at least earn a role in that package, then, Hey, that's a step in the right direction, getting him on the field a little bit more. 
Yeah, and I think it was more towards the end of 2020 than it was in 2021. But it, at one point, it did seem before he had gotten the contract. And I think that's another thing that's setting people off. I don't think this is him, you know, getting fat and lazy off his contract no. by any means. But there were already holes in his game that we knew about. We thought he'd yeah. fix some of them, right? And then he went to a new defense and some of it disappeared. But one of those things was being physical, right? And tackling yeah. well. You didn't have a lot of those great moments last year and still missed a ton of tackles last year. And what was a career worst season for him statistically? Yeah. But there was a moment where he had said, hey, like I'm taking an effort kind of approach to tackling people now where I'm just going to, you know, put my whole body into it and not care as much about getting hit. And he was making progress in that area. And that's something that's going to have to continue to improve if he wants a big role on this defense because you have to be physical. It just comes with a job. And Brandon Staley requires that from his corners. And it was a very physical day out at Chargers camp, David. Things were getting chippy. There were some big hits, definitely. But it all started with Sebastian Joseph Day, who has somehow become the TNT that this team, I think, needed a little bit to kick things into high gear as they're finally going to play another team this weekend in the preseason. And we'll talk about the players we need to see the most in preseason tomorrow as well. I'm very excited. I always get so excited for the first preseason game. But Sebastian Joseph Day took on the, one of the vocal leaders of the Chargers offense, Austin Eckler, and everything got chippy from there. We're going to get into that. But I do need to tell you guys that one thing that is pretty tough as well are Built Bars, if I do say so myself. My favorite protein bar. Built Bars are the protein bar that you need because not only are you going to get the nutritional value that you want from a protein bar, you're getting great flavor. And take it from a guy who obviously loves to eat. If it doesn't taste good, I'm not going to eat it. So when I saw Cookie Dough Chunk Puff Built Bars sold right away and the other day i put it up upside down this time i got it right side up i have one and i like i'm gonna eat it there won't be another day where i have that built part to show you on youtube for all the podcast listeners but i practice what i preach i mean i eat built bars all the time you're getting something that's cookie dough flavored that has only 160 calories it's packed with 15 grams of protein while also being high in fiber high in you know low in carbs and also 100 covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew right because it also has to taste great but right now even better, you can save some money since you listen to this show. You can go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It was a fun and hot day at Chargers training camp. I had put a tweet out there like, how are Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out here just long sleeves in this summer heat? I'm cooking up in the bleachers. but It's because they're aliens, that's why. It was a fun day, David. I mean, I wish they would have practiced on the closer field. I mean, I did see a lot, but obviously the scrimmage is happening all on the farther field. Makes things tough, especially on the inside. And I knew things were getting heated on the far field, but I didn't know exactly how heated they were because I didn't get to hear the exchange between Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Eckler. I mean, two of the vocal leaders on each side of the ball for the Chargers. They met up early in 11-on-11 in a very physical way where Sebastian Joseph Day, according to all the reports, tackled Austin Eckler to the ground and ended up having some words with him afterwards, kind of saying like, you know, this is how it's going to be. And Austin Eckler took exception to that. And then it just ended up, I mean, there was big hits left in Ryan practice. Things definitely got ratcheted up. We'll talk about the third and two period later, but he gets that tackle for loss, David, right there on Austin Eckler. And more than that, though, I think this defense had a definite lack of that last season yeah. right oh yeah and, and and sebastian joseph day is one of those guys where he's out here cheesing all day right and being the life of the party so to speak but you also talked about you know hey i'm gonna show zion johnson right yeah. what's up and welcome him to the nfl yep. after he beat me in the first one-on-one -on -one pass bro right now i'm also gonna you know mix things up with austin eckler obviously a super important guy but i'm here i'm making plays in the backfield i'm gonna do it 
I love that, David. I love to see that Sebastian Joseph Day obviously has been, I think, the most impressive defensive lineman physically and what he's able to do on the field. But I think it's so much more than that with this dude. Bring in the energy, bring in the attitude. I mean, that's that's what was missing. And that's another reason why we were super excited about Khalil Mack. It's just another guy that brings the edge and the attitude. Got that dog in him. <laughs> got that dog in him. Re- ready to, to just tear your face off. That's exactly what you want into in, in an interior defense lineman. And according to all the notes, I mean, he was all over the place. Not only, you know, in the run stops, he was getting sacks as well. And I think that's one thing we don't really talk a lot about with this Sebastian Joseph Day is his ability to rush the passer. He yeah. was having a very, very good year in that regard before he got injured. And I think that's something that, you know, he still is going to be able to unleash here in, in this defense. Sebastian Joseph Day is a great addition. He is exactly who we thought he was going to be, and I just can't wait to see how much of an indelible impact he's going to have on this Chargers defense every single week. Yeah, and I mean, we all heard Brandon Staley when he first got up there and said, you know, we want to be a bigger team. We want to be a trenches team, and a lot of that has been, you know, the morphing of the actual bodies of the players they use at those positions, right? Getting (laughs) physically bigger, finding girthier men to block for your quarterback or to block the other team. And it's not just that though, right? Because being in the trenches takes a certain kind of crazy person, right? You're an offensive or defensive lineman. You got to screw loose somewhere out there. You have a, you got to love the car crash, man. Totally, because you're doing it, you know, sixty times a game or however many plays you're on the field as a defensive tackle, right? Who, who said it? Who, who said that the, they get to get away with physically assaulting people uh, every single day? It's a good question. I don't oh know, man, Brad. I think it was Matt Slauson or something like that. Look it was one of the offensive linemen. But yeah, I mean, I just love that attitude. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you and you need it, and, and that was you know you needed the fight last year, right? And, and like games like the Texans game, right, where you just get blown out like that. Like there was no fight in that team. In Trust that day, me, I and saw physically, it. And they you got to repeatedly relive it. Totally, but Ugh. yeah, I mean, it's also that, and I, I mean, I think he's been a big part of also this defensive front and every practice I've been at. Like, there's not a lot going on in the running game. Austin Eckler broke off a 15 yarder in the red zone today. It was the best run of the day. But so far, there's been a noticeable difference in physicality in that front with Hallelujah. With Sebastian Joseph Day, with <laughs> Austin Johnson, with Braden Fehoko, right? Yeah, they are a much more physical team up front. It's shown off so far, and we're probably not going to get to see those dudes at all in the preseason, but it is a, a noticeable difference in this training camp this time around where you're not getting anything on the ground so far in training camp. Right, and obviously we know what the biggest kryptonite for the Chargers last year was the run defense, and it really allowed opposing teams to do whatever they want. After they run run on you for 140 yards a game, then you're going to be concerned with trying to stop the run with personnel that doesn't really you know can't really do that or didn't really do that and then you leave yourself uh uh, open to get shredded with the pass so this year now they can stop the run on those early downs because they have guys like Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson and Khalil Mack on the defensive line that's going to set that tone very very early on and they're going to make you fight and claw and earn every single yard that you're going to get. And I really feel like we're going to see a lot more third and long situations, which is why we're going to see a lot of sacks and a lot of, and I mean a lot more interceptions than we saw the last couple of years. I really, truly believe that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's going to be a sticking point for a lot of these players who are fighting for time to rise. Right? Can they match that physical level? And I think one of the guys that pops straight up in your mind is JT Woods. Yeah. Who today at practice, 
got pretty much all the, you know, first team safety reps. He was on the field pretty much the entire time the first team defense was. And I think you're still still seeing, you know, noticeable improvement, including in physicality. He had a nice tackle today against Larry Roundtree, where it was a good read, got there quick. He almost broke up a touchdown to Gerald Everett in the end zone where he almost seemed like he had a little bit of, you know, Nasir Adderley-itis, I guess, where it's uh. like there was a few plays today where he was just a half step. There was a big play yeah. to DeAndre Carter. He was a half step late to He's Ryan. Close. Big play to Keenan Allen that he almost close. got to. And there was a, a few of those moments. But it was also the physicality as well. And for me, yeah. that's the biggest part of his game. Can he be physical at the safety yeah. position? Can he go tackle? Because as much as you need to improve the defensive line, right, and that was a big part of the run defense and the improvement, hopefully, of it. Yeah. It's so much more than that, right? It's the second oh, level yeah. with the linebackers, and it's the third level with the safeties. And I think it's really, really nice to see JT Woods. They're putting him with the first-team defense to try to expedite the process of getting him ready for the NFL game. And we're seeing it start to come together now after a really slow start. Yeah, and that's good. And I think just as a young player, that's what you're looking for. You just want to see those moments where it's starting to look like it's supposed to. It's it's getting closer to that movie that that you put on and you say, okay, that's the star. You're getting closer and closer. We knew it was going to be a process. And I mean, hey, even last year with Asante Samuel Jr. was a rookie, we told everybody, hey, there's going to be some growing pains and you're going to have to have a quick memory. You're going to have to be able to make a mistake and erase it and move on to the next play. JT Woods is going to be in that same situation. We know he has the ability. We know he has the ball skills and the range and the speed but that physicality is what was always been the biggest concern and it seems like we're starting to get there with these NFL coaches they got on this Chargers coaching staff that's what you want out of JT Woods man yeah of course I mean you just want to see the arrow going in the right direction right and I mean the nice thing is, is he was in the right spots today he didn't necessarily make a play but he was in the right spots. And that's not something that was reportedly happening with him early on. Yeah. The other thing is, is him taking advantage of someone like Mark Webb being out, right? Because that, the other yeah, thing we know true. about this is there's space for and third safety to get on the field, whether it's in a dime package, as we've talked about before, or whether it's what they had today, where at one point they had a Lohi Gilman and JT Woods back and Nazir Adderley up in the slot, right? So they very interesting. And that's another way the Chargers, you know, defensive backfield can improve right and it's the safeties and the way they use them and having more flexibility with your safeties I mean I think Mark Webb and JT Woods can both play a role Mark Webb you know more in the slot or maybe he's that kind of dime linebacker guy and JT Woods freeing up Nazir Adderley to play in the slot freeing up Derwin James to play money or star as they want him to do yep it's exciting it's exciting that's going in the right direction he's one of the guys we will definitely be talking about tomorrow is one of the guys we want to see the most in the preseason because for him a lot of it's going to be the tackling. It is taking everything in and getting a grasp on this defense, but he has to be a better tackler than he was at the collegiate level, and we're going to start to see that on Saturday night because the preseason is going. I'm uncomfortable with how excited I am for the Chargers <laughs> to play in a preseason game. Yeah. But one guy that doesn't need any lessons in physicality is Xander Horvath, and one of the ways that you can hopefully stay out, you know, you want to keep the offenses of the other team in third and longs, but You don't want to be on that offensively. And the Chargers were getting into that, doing a bunch of third and very short situations. And Xander Horvath was running with the first team. And things stayed physical. But we'll get into that coming up right after this. Xander Horvath, the mustachioed hero, has definitely been the guy, David, I think, so far. I mean, I think DeAndre Carter is a camp darling in a way, right? Because he's one of the biggest surprises. But at the same time, like, 
he was never in danger of making the team, right? So it's a little bit right. different with a yeah. guy like Xander Horvath, where it's oh, like, for sure. as a seventh round pick, like he was borderline Mr. Irrelevant at the very end of the draft. Like very that's close. how late yeah. he was in this draft, like five picks before the last pick. But he's impossible not to like. And today when the Chargers, I mean, another thing is obviously third downs are so important. The Chargers were running a lot of different kind of things that they're going to run on third and short. And on the first couple in the within the first couple of plays, it was Xander Horvath getting a fullback dive from Justin Herbert with the first team offense. <laughs> and I stand by what I put on Twitter, which is he picked it up angrily because that's how that dude runs. I mean, the dude is totally searching out, you know, you don't want to see that mustache meeting you in the A gap, David. He picked it up. He picked it up easily. He picked it up angrily. And it just does seem like this team is as intrigued as we are and are trying to find different ways to use this guy. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's got a pro body and they're going to figure it out. I'm sorry. I, I got to say that as many times as possible because it's it's super hilarious. But uh, yeah, but for Xander Horvath, the, the Viking here, uh, it's really awesome to see, you know, that he is actually getting a legitimate chance. And they are, you know, they, they do see him as a somebody that I want to figure out all the different ways that I can use this talent. Because they, they see it. They see the applications. They're using him in a lot of different ways. So this there's an opportunity here. There's a big chance for Xander Horvath to be able to earn a, earn a role. If he continues to make plays like that, then he is going to up his chances. But, yeah, he's another guy that's going to be on the list that I want to be very, very, very intrigued to watch in preseason. I want to see what that guy does, and I want to see how many hurdles that he actually uh, uh, tries out there in preseason. <laughs> Yeah, because not only can he truck stick people, he can also hurdle people. He can also catch the ball very well. I mean, he's a pretty smooth receiver, too, and you've seen them try to use that a little bit. He's had a couple of big gains out of the backfield. And he can be a, you know, a versatile type of weapon because he is kind of a hybrid between a running back and a fullback. They said yeah, Joe Lombardi said they might get some, he might get some carries, too. This is what makes me feel really good about his chances of making this roster and it has nothing to do with him as a fullback and everything to do with him being a special teams player because this oh, is yeah. what his special teams coach had to say about him. I like his athleticism, his size. He's really added some weight coming into camp. He's a very mature rookie. He played teams. We liked him on teams when we were evaluating him in the draft process. He understands football. He's not just a fullback on offense. He's a football player, and he has a way to increase his value. That's pretty high praise from your special Jesse, teams coach. If you will. 100%, David, and I just think that it's like we know how important it is, especially for these end-of-the-roster type of players, to find a way to be more relevant than just the, the capacity you're filling in the offense or defense. Yeah. And that's what makes it tough for certain players and could end up costing certain players their job. He's going to have a chance right away to be an impact player on that, and a lot of times on special teams, you're looking for those freakish athletic dudes that you can just let off the leash and say, go sick him, and he kind of fits that bill. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you can obviously clearly imagine in your mind Xander Horvath screaming down the field and annihilating somebody on kickoff. I mean, that's easy for you for you to imagine. And that's something I think we didn't really hear or we didn't know about is that they extensively kind of scouted him out on teams. And it, that definitely just you reading that makes me feel like maybe he, his chances of making the roster are, are a lot better than we had originally thought before hearing that knowledge i mean now it seems like they are like they had a plan in picking him and it seems like they wanted to keep him on the team all along i mean yeah I, and gabe neighbors probably still has a shot right i don't know if it's over and the preseason is going to be the most important factor for these guys and also are you fumbling 
right? Yeah. Are you sticking, you know, to what you're supposed to be doing? Are you pass protecting for Justin right, Herbert, the golden child, yeah. when you need to? Because we know how important that is for running backs. But let's go back to the first one, Dave, and that's fumbling, because I do think there was something at practice that I had been put on Twitter that I do think has shaken up potentially the RB2 spot, RB3 spot for the Chargers, because Larry Roundtree on his third and short attempt fumbled. Mm. There's not, you know, obviously so much is going to come in the preseason, David, but like when you think there is a tight race, right? Or you think it is a race between three guys, like these are the mistakes of your Larry Roundtree that you can't have. He fumbles on that. That's something these coaches don't forget. And I'm not trying to sit here and bag on Larry Roundtree when he did it. I mean, I think I physically was just like, oh, you know, yeah. you don't want that to be what decides Yeah, you feel something. for the kid. And if he goes out there and starts truck sticking 20 dudes a game in the preseason, everyone's going to forget about that fumble really quickly. But if it is close, that could be a tiebreaker. Yeah, well, your your mistakes are heightened to a thousand. They are, especially when you're in a competition, they are trying to see who is going to separate themselves in a good way or a bad way. I mean, they, they want to be able to eliminate people as well in, in those competitions. So you can't give them any ammunition to be able to eliminate you or to give you a, a demerit, so to speak. Yeah. You, you don't want that. And so when you fumble, a ball security is just so massively important. We've seen how many times the Chargers have lost games because they have fumbled in the most inopportune times. So you can't. You just cannot yeah. do that. So especially if it's happening in practice, like it, it's easy for, for coaches and people looking at that to say, hey, you know, if it's happening in practice, then it's going to happen in the game. So, but hey, on the practice field is where you make these mistakes and you correct them so you don't make them in the game. Yeah. I mean, it, it was going to be, I mean, tough anyways, right? With who's ahead of him because Josh Kelly started For out sure. in, in a really nice way. Isaiah Spiller has a lot invested in him and I think has a clear and obvious advantage as a receiver. Yeah. Right. And I mean, as far as pass protection goes, it's hard to say at this point, right? With with no live bullets coming out of anybody. But we know it's been a huge focus. So you know the Chargers know which one oh, of yeah. them has been much better in that regard. And it seems like they've been a little bit more critical of Larry Roundtree and kind of where he needs to get to so far this training camp. And it's going to be really, really tough. I mean, they see him as a powerful, you know, thick, lower guy, as they put it. But just as, you know, a fumble like that can really stick in the mind of coaches offensively, Forcing a fumble will stick in the coaches' minds defensively, and Jasir Taylor was the guy that was credited with the forced fumble on Larry Roundtree. A cornerback coming up from the slot, laying a big hit on a running back to cause a fumble. That's a great look. Man, you know your head coach. You know Brandon Thilly just loving that, just eating that up. No, 100%. And he's in a position battle, and he's going to have to have a big preseason as well because that's a very crowded cornerback room for sure. Sure is. And he almost had an interception, too. I mean, it was one of the craziest plays of the day. Him and Michael Bandy both basically simultaneously catching a ball that Jasir Taylor had undercut. I thought it was Asante Samuel Jr. at, at first. They're both smaller dudes. But, and it was on the far field again, I don't, you know, whatever. But they ended up basically wrestling, right, and going to the ground, and Michael Bandy ended up coming away with it. But he almost had picks on back-to-back days. He almost picks on back-to-back days and almost – created three turnovers in the last two days like that's that's ball production right there 100 you can just tell that they kind of love what the feistiness this dude brings to the table too because he definitely brings that kind of physicality as well so far i'm excited to see what happens and michael bandy deserves a lot of credit too because he had that play 
where he ripped it away. I mean, the interception was done. A lot of receivers slow their route down, and they're done with that play. Yeah. Not him. He fought for it. He somehow came away with it. You know, the simultaneous, you know, receptions always end up going to the receiver. But as they went to the ground, he came up with it, and he also had another play over the middle where he got hit by Raheem Lane, who was playing a physical center field on the play. And they both went up. Michael Bandy, a smaller dude, came away with the reception. And that's nice to see from a guy, right, especially a smaller guy going across the middle. And he's definitely an intriguing type of player and has had a really, really good camp so far. But a little dude like that going up over the middle, not afraid to take some contact, coming down with reception. I thought it was another good practice for Michael Bandy as well, David, another guy who's going to be fighting in the preseason for a job. Yeah, Michael Bandy's going to be one of those primary receivers you're going to see out there for the Chargers in preseason. Yeah, I think he's going to get a ton of snaps. Yeah, he's going to get just a multitude of looks out there. He's going to get a lot of opportunities. And in training camp, I mean, hey, this guy has done absolutely everything that he possibly could. And if it was, you know, let's say 25 other teams, then, you know, Michael Bandy would be probably putting himself in a very good position to make a roster. Totally. But on this team, on this Chargers team, on this 2022 team, it's darn near impossible to be yeah. able to 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 earn a role in this wide receiver room on this team but if you can stick around the practice squad crazy things happen right he got in the game last season right it happened to him last season the COVID and he's game. got special teams ability as a returner as totally. well yeah no i mean i think of him as you know somehow as yandre carter he would be a guy that would make a ton of sense to kind of fill that role as a oh yeah twitchier guy slot guy that can make people miss in open space pretty good route runner create some good separation as well it's gonna be fun to see but if not you know hey that's a nice guy to stash on the practice squad if you can oh, yeah. and for him it is an audition you want to stick around as long as possible and keep that football dream alive which is what makes all this so special and you know so much more than just about the sports because so many of these dudes are fighting for their dreams and it's so cool to see young players guys who have been sticking around not being able to make nfl teams coming through and just having big practices trying to make their dreams come true and that's pretty awesome and that's what it's so cool about football and hard knocks and, and all and, that and stuff, hey right? you need motivation just look at austin eckler he was in your situation he was an undrafted free agent and he made it and he earned a big contract and now he's one of the biggest offensive stars in the nfl totally is but the preseason's coming guys and we're going to be back here for you guys tomorrow to talk about all the players that we think have the most to prove as the chargers open up their preseason on saturday night against the los angeles rams right the battle for la happens on saturday will determine everything but we'll be talking about the guys who are we think are going to play right and the guys we expect to sit out because that's going to be another huge test brand staley said proven players will not be playing We'll find out who proven players are on Saturday, and we're back here with you guys to talk about it. To make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. I appreciate you guys and all your support of me covering the team today at Training Camp. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, and you can find David Drogemeyer on Twitter, whose DMs are always open at DrotalkSD. You can find the show's Twitter at LockdownLAC, and we post the show every day to all of our social media. So you can also find the show on our Instagram at Locked On Chargers and down our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to get your reactions this week and or your Chargers questions in, you can call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924 to get your voicemails in. But that's going to do it for us today, guys. We're back to talk about the first preseason game tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.